Well, hello there, top teachers. We are your hosts, Michelle Ferre and Bridget Spackman, and we are here to make your life easier by helping you master your time, organization, and productivity as a teacher. So let's not waste any more of their time. We're going to jump right in, Bridget. What has been that one thing that has been keeping you from being productive, that one thing that is really just taking all of your time from you? We like to call it a time-sucking hurdle or a TSH. Girl, my TSH for this week absolutely hands down has to be student behaviors. Oh, tell me more. I teach sixth grade, so I'm a combo classroom. And for any of my sixth grade teachers out there, you totally understand that hormones are at an all-time high right now. And so I've been dealing with parent emails, phone calls, referrals. There are so many different things, but I'm not able to teach. I can't get any teaching done because I'm dealing with behaviors on the side. So hands down, it has to be the student behaviors this week. I totally feel you on that. It definitely gets in the way of your productivity. You aren't able to get things done and then you become more and more frustrated the longer it goes on. And that means you have less patience and then the littlest things are gained under your skin. It's definitely hard. Yeah. It's like something, it's just like a never ending spiral. Like I'm falling down. I feel like what is her name? Alice in Wonderland as she's like falling down that hole. Like that's literally what I feel like. So today we are going to be discussing five things that every teacher needs to be doing for their morning routine. And I'm so excited for this podcast because one of my favorite videos to watch on YouTube or even podcasts to listen to revolve around morning routines. I love just to look at what other people are doing. Is it because we're like super nosy? I think it might be, but I'm okay with that. I'm totally fine with that. I don't know about you, but I love people watching. Sometimes I will go to the mall. You can't tell anyone this, okay. but well, I mean, you're doing it on I the know. podcast. It's okay. I will go to the mall. I will sit in the food court. I'll get myself like a smoothie or a milkshake or something and I will just sit there and watch people because people are so interesting. So you're basically one of those people that when you go to a restaurant, you have to sit with your back to the wall, right? So that you can see everything that's going down. I never thought about that, but I think I will from now on. (laughs) Yeah. You're totally going to be thinking about that every single time. But I think what's really cool about it is that everyone approaches things differently, right? We all have a way to do whatever it is that we were wanting to do in life. And so it's really intriguing to see people's thinking process and what is it that they do because you start to kind of take those little bits and pieces, right? Yes. I think we're all trying to improve ourselves. And so I love to see what other people are doing, especially for a morning routine or an evening routine. That way I can find little things that I can add to my own routine in order to make it better. So let's talk a little bit about morning routine, because I feel like we need to have a general idea of the purpose of just a morning routine. And so when we're talking about a morning routine, it's really about all of the little systems, the steps that you take from the moment that you wake up in the morning to the point where you start to teach with your kids in class. Like that to me is a morning routine. And I think humans in general are creatures of habit. We love to do the same thing day after day because it's easy. Once you have that routine, it's easy just to follow it. But at the same time, I think we're always trying to change our routine to make it work for us because we're always changing and therefore our routine has to change as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're going to get into the five things that every single teacher needs to be doing to have a really successful morning routine. Now, these are things that Michelle and I feel as though like this is it. Like if we could say and like really 
like trim down everything that we do in the mornings. These are the five things that we do religiously. These are like your must haves. Yeah. You know, non-negotiables guys. It's a hard no. But let's be clear that these things that we're going to give you can be easily changed or adapted in order to fit your needs. There's not one right way to do it. These are just things that we think you need to find a way to somehow include in your morning routine. And it's really cool to, um, I think when we were talking about our morning routine, because we do, right? We've talked about our morning routine. You and I are very different. We are very different. And I think that's what makes us such great friends is the fact that we are different. But at the same time, when you really cut it down, we're also very much the same, if that makes sense. It does. It totally makes sense. Okay. Are you ready to jump into the first one? Oh, I'm ready. Let's Let's do do it. it. Okay. So we said that at the same time. that was really cute. (laughs) Okay. So number one is to give yourself some time to get grounded in the mornings. And we're not talking about having consequences like from your parents. Yeah. No, 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 no. We're (laughs) not. A different kind of grounded. Totally. For me, it's be able to find my headspace in the mornings. Now, I feel like you and I, again, we're very, very different in this. But every morning, guys, I will wake up and I will have a cup of coffee. I will take a seat either in my office or maybe it's on my couch and I will just sit. I will either read. I will listen to a podcast. I will meditate. Whatever it is that just makes me feel grounded and feel calm and ready to start the day. Now, this is where Bridget and I are polar opposites because Bridget is a morning person. Oh yeah. She enjoys her mornings while I, on the other hand, despise them. I would not even wake up in the AM if I had that luxury on a daily basis. But unfortunately I am an adult. I do have to get up and I have to go to work. Girl, what time do you have to be at at school. So we have somewhat of a later start. We as teachers do not have to be into school until 815. Like that's the absolute latest we can get there. But I personally get there at 745 most mornings. Sometimes it is earlier if I have a lot of things to get done, but I aim to get to school at 745. So 30 minutes before you have to be there. Well, yes, but then teachers come in at 815. Our students don't come in until 905. So we then do have more of a buffer time. Wow. We have, you do have a late start. Yeah. That's but crazy. then we don't get out until like 410. So. Ouch. Yeah. I don't know if I like that. It's painful See, to talk I about. I end up having to be there at 8 o'clock, but I get there typically about 645 to 7. Oh, see, I can't even get into my school until 7 a.m. or later because I don't have access until Girl, that time. you would not get there at 7. Let's well, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> I have on a few minor occasions, but I try not to because I don't like mornings. So for me to get grounded in the morning, I don't want to talk to anyone. And I I feel really bad because sometimes I end up snapping at my fiance, Billy, because he's somewhat cheery in the morning and he's like, hey, how'd you sleep? And I'm like, don't, not right now. I can't. I have had no coffee. Girl, Trent wakes up singing in the mornings and I'm like, no, absolutely not. This is why I leave so early. I try to avoid (laughs) anyone waking up. The truth comes out now (laughs) on this podcast. Absolutely. So when I wake up in the morning, I don't even go downstairs until it's time for me to leave. Like once I go downstairs, I know that I'm going to be leaving within in about five minutes. I like to stay upstairs, but I do leave the bedroom. I go to this other room in order to get ready, partially so I don't really wake up Billy, but also because I just want to be by myself. For me, that's how I get grounded. I don't want to meditate or anything. That's just not my style. I honestly like to put on videos through YouTube and 
whatever I'm watching kind of changes on like a weekly basis. I just, it's like your mood, right? Yes. It all depends on what I'm into at that time. But I like to put on a video so I can just clear my mind of anything school related. And I like to just have time to be able to learn about something or watch a vlog and figure out what other people are doing. And that just kind of puts me in the right headspace for the day. Yeah, no, totally. I can totally understand and see that, but I definitely have to have my coffee in the morning. That is a definite must in order for me to be grounded or else I get so cranky. Like it's just nasty. Oh, I feel you. I drink my coffee on the way to school because I wake up as late as possible. If I leave the house at say 730, I'm typically waking up somewhere between 7 and 715. <gasps> oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? I'm yet? not kidding. <laughs> Guys, I wake up about 5.15. Yeah, no. And I leave at sit. Oh my gosh, I would freak out. I don't know if I could ever do that. So with you waking up that early, do you have one set time where you get grounded? Or how does that work? No, actually, I really do find that I need a little bit of time in the morning. But then when I get to school, because I get there so early, I like to not be around other people. Like I don't like other teachers to be around me, which is why I get there so early. I try to avoid everyone, right? So I spend a lot of time inside of my classroom and it just allows me to have that my quiet space to ease into the day. That's my way of being able to get grounded. So it happens like multiple times before even kids start to arrive to class. So basically this is my way of saying that I'm antisocial. I'm totally on the same page with you, Bridget. (laughs) I'm usually the first one from my team that arrives at school. It's either me or one of my team teachers, but our grade level is kind of tucked away in its own little wing. So once I get into that wing, I hear nothing. Like it's dead silent in the morning and it's so nice. I, a lot of times will go and make copies before I have to go to a meeting or whatever it is that I have to do that day. And again, that's a way for me to get grounded because I will take my little stack of papers that I have to make copies of and I will go into the copy room and I'm usually listening to a podcast or something on my phone. (laughs) Yep, And it's really nice just to listen to that. And again, I'm kind of zoning out and I'm getting my mind off of all the things that are running through it that I have to get done that day. Yeah. Amen. Okay. So Michelle, what is the next thing that we need to have in order to have a successful morning routine? I think number two is time to review your schedule. So important. I don't know about you, but I feel like my schedule is changing all the time. Sometimes I have extra meetings or I just have something new on my schedule that I'm not used to. And if I don't have time during the morning to look over my schedule and know what to expect, I'm bound to forget a meeting. Has that ever happened to you? Oh my gosh, girl. Yes. It stresses me out when you see a bunch of teachers that are walking down the hall and you're like, wait, wait. Where's everybody going? Do I need to go somewhere? Do I need to be somewhere? It is so unbelievably stressful. But I also have to add that because I teach three different grade levels, I have fourth, fifth, and sixth grade learners in my class. Sometimes fourth graders have to be somewhere and then the sixth graders have to do something or or the fifth graders are, are in guidance or something to that extent. And so it is so important for me to review my schedule on a daily basis. Yeah, I only have fourth graders and I know how hectic it is for me. So I can only imagine what it's like for you. For like band, chorus, orchestra, oh, yeah. all of those things. Oh my gosh, it drives me crazy. It, it definitely does. Now, I think back to my first year of teaching and I remember one day I was walking to go make copies and at my old school, the copier was actually in the media center. So I walk into the media center, ready to go make my copies, and everyone was seated at the tables. And I had that same feeling of, 
oh my gosh, what are they here for? What did I forget about? And it turns out we had a staff meeting after school that I completely spaced on because I didn't take time that day to review my schedule. Where do you keep your schedule at? So I like to keep things as digital as possible. I do like to have things physically written. So if I have a day where the schedule is totally different, then I will physically write it on a sticky note and stick it on my computer screen. That way throughout the day, I'm seeing it over and over and over again. I also will write it on my whiteboard. That way my students can see it because they're fantastic at keeping me on track. I don't know about your kiddos. Oh, absolutely. But then... On a daily basis, I will just keep it on my phone. I like to use a Google calendar and I will actually have it pop up on my Apple watch. That way I can see it throughout the day and it just helps me feel at ease when I'm seeing that same reminder over and over and over again. Yes, absolutely. I have pretty much the exact same thing that you do. So I put it on my just normal calendar that I use on my iPhone. I just use the app that it comes with. And from there, it pops up on my watch. But then I also in the mornings, I will look at my calendar and I will write myself a reminder on a sticky note and paste it right there in front. So whenever I sit down, I have it as a reminder. I even go a little far like further than that and have Echo remind me whenever it comes up. I have an Echo in my classroom, guys. It is the best thing for reminders. Best. I don't have one in my classroom. We're currently not allowed to. Hashtag sad face. But (laughs) I do have one at home. And I'm totally that person that has one on each level of my house because we have a basement and then we have a main floor and an upper level. So I have one on each floor. So I could even maybe get it to remind me in the morning as I'm leaving if there's any meetings or things that I need to attend. I love that idea. Yeah, it's fantastic. So Bridget, what do you think is the next thing that every teacher needs to have as a part of their morning routine? Yeah. So the third thing is to have time to review your power list. Guys, a power list is so unbelievably important. And I started really putting this into practice a good maybe three or four years ago. And I flipping love having a power list because it's something that is so simple. So Michelle, I know you use this too. Why don't you explain to everyone what this is? Yes. I also embraced using a power list about three years ago. We're such twins. I love it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and it has revolutionized my life. It's so simple. A power list is just a list of top three things that you want to have done that day. Now you could totally take this and adapt it to work for you. Maybe it ends up being four things or five things. I wouldn't expand it beyond five things though, because then that just becomes a normal to-do list. And what makes a power list different is that you're truly focusing on those most important things that you want to have done. And because you end up having a smaller list, you're more likely to get them done, which leaves you feeling more accomplished. Yeah. It's that Very simple. Oh, I can get three things done, right? Anybody can get three things done. That's going to be the easy part. And once you finish those three things, there's nothing or there's no one to really tell you, hey, you can't go back and look at other tasks that you need to complete and maybe get some of those done if you have that time to be able to do that. And I'm a huge believer in productivity leads to more productivity. And it's kind of like those days when you get up and you make your bed and you're just on top of things. You're more motivated to continue getting things done versus if you kind of roll out of bed, you go sit on the couch for a little bit. Inactivity leads to more inactivity. So as soon as you stop doing things, you're just going to follow that path and you're not going to get things done. But if you start out getting things done and getting things checked off your list, you're going to continue that throughout the day. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with that. That's why powerless is just 
it, it is so unbelievably important. So let's talk about some different ways that you can store your power list because there are so many different approaches to this. So Bridget, how do you store your power list for the day? So I use a digital planner and in my digital planner, I will write out what are the three things that I want to get done. Now, here's my little trick is I will actually write it the night before. So yes. right before I go to bed, I will have, all right, what are the three things that I want to accomplish? Now it can come from either a project that I'm working on. I take a task from a project that I want to be able to focus and try to get that done or just other tasks that I feel like I, it's something that just needs to happen on that day. And I will have it written down so that when I get to school in the morning, I already have it there and I can already get to work doing it. Now, I store my power list a little bit different, but I love that tip of doing it the night before. I think that's super important. I personally use Google Tasks. If you have not checked this out, I highly recommend it because, again, revolutionized my life. The reason I really like Google Tasks is because, first of all, there is an app for your phone, so you can easily access it on your phone. We're all on our phones all day long. Let's be honest. Yep. But you can also access it on your computer. If you go into your Google Drive, on the right-hand side, there's this white bar. If it's not already showing, there's a little arrow at the bottom. You just click it and it will pop out from the right-hand side. And it will have like your calendar, Google Keep, and then a little blue circle that has a white line on it. It's like looks like a little pen. That is Google Tasks. Google Tasks is basically a way to store lists of things. And you can create multiple lists. You can name them. So I personally will create create to-do lists and I'll maybe have like a monthly to-do list and maybe even a weekly to-do list, but then I have my power list. So I will look through say my weekly to-do list and I will pick out three items that I want to get done that next day and I will move them over to my power list. And this is why I like digital so much better than just writing lists because one little click and I can move it over and I'm ready to go. No, I love that idea. Does it also have a feature to go on your watch? Oh, I haven't looked into that, but I know I'll what we're doing curious. as soon as we finish recording I know. I'm just podcast. curious. I use my watch for so many different things. I just got my watch like in the springtime. So I'm still trying to figure out all the different functions oh of gosh, it. So I, love it. I know what I'm doing now. Yeah. Oh, the, I, the One of the biggest things, and I know this is like a totally sidetrack, but one of the bigger things that I will do is if I have kids that are not able to focus and they need me to like set up timers, I will say, I'm going to give you about five minutes and then I'm going to come back to you in that five minutes to see how much you've gotten done. And so I will set it right there in front of them. I will set that reminder on my watch, that timer on my watch. And so when it vibrates, it'll give me the reminder that I need to go back because Lord knows I forget every time. Yes, I have used the timer for that same exact purpose. And I will say that I absolutely love it. It's great. Now let's be clear that even though both of those options we just gave you are digital options, it doesn't have to be stored digitally. It can be as simple as taking a sticky note and making your power list on that sticky note. Now I would recommend putting it somewhere that you're going to see it throughout the day, whether it's on your computer screen or you know what I've done, Bridget, I have even taken like a smaller sticky note. You know how they come in like smaller versions oh, yeah. and I will stick it on the back of my phone. That way, every time I pick up my phone, I will feel that sticky note and I flip it over and I'll look at it and it helps to remind me throughout the day. I love that. Something else that I've always done as well, especially during the summer when I'm redoing my classroom and I'm taking things out, I will make my to-do list right on my whiteboard. And then you get the satisfaction of erasing it when you yes. finish. Yes, <laughs> it is fantastic, but it will hold you accountable and it's in some a spot that you're going to see every single time you walk by it. 
I think that's what's important, making it visible to you. So Bridget, what is the fourth thing that every teacher needs to have as a part of their morning routine? So I feel like there's like a reoccurring phrase or word that keeps popping up here. The word time. The word time in every (laughs) single one of these. Okay. So number four is to have time to review your materials. Guys, this is a big one. How many times have you gone through a lesson and you're sitting down and you're doing your small group and then all of a sudden you're like, wait, did I make those copies? Where are those copies? I know that they're somewhere and it takes you a good two or three minutes to find whatever it is that you're looking for, for that group. And there is no worse feeling than realizing that you don't have the copies you need, or you don't have the prepped craft that you need. And then your principal walks into your room and you're like, Oh, I have none of my stuff out and ready to go. I was just thinking about my students seeing it because that alone stresses me out. But admin, I mean, anything, a parent coming in and seeing you not prepared. It's just not a good feeling. And then that leaves you feeling stressed out and you're not going to be as productive as you can be. No, absolutely. So having that time to review your materials is so important. Now, if you listen to our last episode, which was on building habits, I talked a lot about marathon running and it's because I've been a runner my whole life and I feel like everything ends up equating to marathon running. I don't know how, but I find a way to make it work. Girl, you make it work. I do. So before I run marathons, I always lay out all of my supplies that I need the night before. That means my shoes, my socks, whatever outfit I'm going to run in. If I'm wearing a hat, if I have energy gels, I lay it all out so that I'm ready to go because I never sleep all the night before a marathon. I'm always stressing out. That way, when I wake up in the morning, I already have everything ready for me. I really like how you said that you lay everything out. So I'm curious, how do you do that for teaching with your materials that you're going to use for the day? Those of you who know me know that I am an overachiever. So I actually like to start this process. I know. Shocker, right? (laughs) I like to start this process the night before. So before I leave school on, say, a Monday night, I will lay out all of the copies or other materials like math manipulatives that I need for my lessons on Tuesday. That way, when I come in Tuesday morning, I will actually pull up my Google Slides because I use Google Slides to teach pretty much every lesson. It just keeps me on track. So I will go through slide by slide and I'll just look from the computer screen over to my desk to make sure that everything I need is already there and laid out. And if necessary, at the last minute, I can go grab the copies that I need or the math manipulatives that I need, but I'm not feeling super stressed out because most of it is already there for me. I really like that you use Google Slides all the time. Oh, yes. It has been a savior to me. It just keeps me on track. And that way I never leave out a part of a lesson and it just it works for me. No, I can totally see that. Now, I don't leave out my materials from the night before just because they clean my tables every single day. You and are my countertops. a very lucky lady because that does I, not I happen for me. They clean my countertops every single day. So I try to have everything cleared off so that they have an opportunity to, you know, sanitize people. It's it's winter. Uh, uh, flu. Ugh, no, it's totally necessary. It's so, disgusting. so I'm curious then. How do you prepare all of your materials if you don't lay them out? So what I do is I have something called a 43 folder system that I use on a file cabinet that's right near my desk area. And so with the 43 folder system, I have a folder for each possible day in a month. So let's say that it's the 12th and I know that I'm going to be using, you know, X materials on the 12th. I'm going to put them in that folder and in sequential order so that when I get there in the morning, all I do is I pull out my schedule of what I'm doing for the day. And then I will also take out that file that has all of my materials in sequential order so that I just then 
make sure and I go through it that I have everything that I need. I love that because I personally use drawers for each day of the week, but I have actually had my life somewhat together this year and I've been making copies for like two weeks in advance. (gasps) Wow. I know I'm like a new lady this year, but as a result, I don't really have space to put those copies. So I might have to look into that. Yeah, you'll totally have to look into it. And I feel like I am very blessed because I am one-to-one in my district. So I don't really have to make a ton of copies. Like everything that I have is pretty much digital. So it's very limited in the amount of things that I need to have ready for the next day. That's awesome because that makes your life a lot easier. It totally does. So what is the last thing that we think every teacher needs to have as a part of their morning routine? it's all about getting pumped. It's getting motivated. It's getting ready for the day. Let's get motivated. (laughs) (laughs) Motivated. So how do you get motivated in the mornings? You know what? This is probably going to sound super lame. So I don't like to have the fluorescent lights overhead. And I feel like I came into this like super stoked and excited and ready to go. I don't do that. Like I am all about the chill. I need the chill. I need the good vibes, the good feels. And so I turn off my like upper lights and I have all these little twinkle lights. I have lots of lamps to be able to create the nice mood lighting that I need. I put on strings music through my echo. I have my morning message up and ready to go and I make a cup of coffee another one another (laughs) cup of coffee and I just roll into it I'm like all right we're good and I kind of walk around my room a little bit and I get myself in the game and that's the way I do it that's really it like what about you so personally I like to think of productivity as a little equation because I am a math nerd oh bless (laughs) I'm okay with it I think of productivity as efficiency plus motivation. So it comes down to you being efficient. And we're going to get into that in so many future episodes of this podcast. But it also comes down to that motivation piece. Personally, what is highly motivating is for me to feel like I'm getting things done. I am totally that person that thrives on not necessarily being busy, but just on feeling accomplished. I love to feel accomplished. So for me, my way of getting motivated is checking things off of my to-do list. I love to focus on those really small tasks that don't take a very long period of time, maybe five minutes or 10 minutes. And I like to crank through two or three of those before my students come in in the morning. That way, when they do come in, I know that I've already started checking things off my to-do list and I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. And that's so funny that we are very, very opposites in order to get ourselves motivated for the day. Now, we know that while you are listening to this podcast, you're probably being productive yourself right now. So what we have done is created a teacher essentials for an ideal morning routine, just a little freebie, a good little handout to make you be able to sit down to reflect on what you've been listening to in this podcast to help you come up with your own ideal morning routine to help you be absolutely productive. So you can head over to teachingonthedouble.com forward slash 002 to check out and grab your own little freebie. And while you're at it, make sure that you subscribe to our podcast. That way you are notified every time we drop a new episode on Thursdays. That way it can make the end of your teaching week just a little bit brighter. So much brighter. So until next time, be timely, stay organized, and be productive. Bye-bye. See ya.